Hello and welcome to another episode of Covenant and Conversation with me, Rabbi Sachs. In each new episode, we'll explore a Jewish idea from the Hebrew Bible based on the Torah reading of the week. Vayetze, when the eye is silent. This week's parasha relates a powerful, primal vision of prayer. Jacob, alone and far from home, lies down for the night with only stones for a pillow and dreams of a ladder, with angels ascending and descending. This is the initial encounter with Beit Elohim, the house of God, that would one day become the synagogue. It was the first dream of a Shah HaShamayim, a gate of heaven, that would allow access to a God that stands above, letting us know finally that God is truly in this place. There is that one nuance in the text that's lost in translation, and it took the Hasidic masters to remind us of it. Hebrew verbs carry with them in their declensions an indication of their subject, so the word yadati means I know, and lo yadati means I didn't know. When Jacob wakes from his sleep, however, he says, Surely the Lord is in this place, Vanochi lo yodati. Anochi means I, which in this sentence is superfluous. To translate it literally, we'd have to say, And I, I knew it not. Why the double I? To this, Rav Pinchas Horowitz of the Panim Yafot gave a magnificent answer. How, he asked, do we come to know that God is in this place? By Vanochi lo yodati, not knowing the I. We know God when we forget the self. We sense the thou of the divine presence when they, we move beyond the I of egocentricity. Only when we stop thinking about ourselves do we become truly open to the world and the Creator. And in this insight lies an answer to some of the great questions about prayer. What difference does it make? Does it really change God? Surely God doesn't change. Besides which, doesn't prayer contradict the most fundamental principle of faith, which is that we are called on to do God's will rather than ask God to do our will? What really happens when we pray? Prayer has two dimensions, one mysterious and the other one not. There are simply too many cases of prayers being answered for us to deny that it makes a difference to our fate. It does. I once heard the following story. A young man in a Nazi concentration camp lost the will to live. And in the death camps, if you lost the will to live, you died. That night he poured out his heart in prayer. The next morning he was transferred to work in the camp kitchen. There he was able, when the guards weren't looking, to steal some potato peelings. It was these peelings that kept him alive. I heard that story from his son. Perhaps each of us has some such story. In times of crisis we cry out from the depths of our soul and something happens. Sometimes we only realize it later, looking back. Prayer makes a difference to the world, but how it does so 
is mysterious. There is, however, a second dimension, which is non-mysterious. Less than prayer changes the world, it changes us. The Hebrew verb lahid palel, meaning to pray, is reflexive, implying an action to, done to oneself. Literally, it means to judge oneself. It means to escape from the prison of the self and see the world, including ourselves, from the outside. Prayer is where the relentless first-person singular, the I, falls silent for a moment. And we become aware that we are not the centre of the universe. There's a reality outside. That is a moment of transformation. If we could only stop asking the question, how does this affect me? We would see that we are surrounded by miracles. There is the almost infinite complexity and beauty of the natural world. There's the divine word, our greatest legacy as Jews, the library of books we call the Bible. And there's the unparalleled drama spreading over 40 centuries of the tragedies and triumphs that have befallen the Jewish people. Respectively, these represent the three dimensions of our knowledge of God. Creation, God in nature, revelation, God in holy words, and redemption, God in history. Sometimes it takes a great crisis to make us realize how self-centered we have been. The only question strong enough to endow existence with meaning is not what do I need from life, but what does life need from me? That's the question we hear when we truly pray. More than an act of speaking, prayer is an act of listening to what God wants from us here now. What we discover if we're able to create that silence in the soul, is that we're not alone. We're here because someone, the one, wanted us to be. And he has set us a task only we can do. We emerge strengthened and transformed. More than prayer changes God, it changes us. It lets us see, feel and know that God is in this place. How do we reach that awareness? By moving beyond the first person singular, so that for a moment, like Jacob, we can say, Vanochi lo yodati, I know not the I. In the silence of the I, we meet the thou of God. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you for listening. You can download a written version of my commentary and explore all my additional content by visiting www.rabbisax.org. This year, we also have an accompanying family edition of Covenant and Conversation aimed at connecting children and teenagers with these ideas and thoughts. For a family edition discussion sheet on this week's parasha, please go to www.rabbisax.org/cc family edition.